Okay. Ready to roll? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it, hombre. This is the Drive-In Podcast. Take one. Big bada boom. Welcome to the 82nd episode of the Drive-In Podcast. On today's episode, we have our preview for the 94th Annual Academy Awards. We're going to bring you 10 different categories, right? A round number for y'all. We're diving into best picture. We're diving into best adapted. We're diving into best original screenplay. We're diving into actors, actresses, the whole shebang. So buckle up. Use the bathroom now. Grab that popcorn and enjoy the 82nd episode of the Drive-In Podcast. Howdy doody. Episode 82 of the Drive-In Podcast has arrived. Shout out. Greg Olson, 82. Ricky Flux, is that right? know about that jim um tory smith that seems right we'll go with it tory smith shout out tory smith we'll keep it we'll keep the ball rolling here let's see if i can keep up my 100 accuracy rate with jersey numbers in sports particularly football so ricky flicks how are you uh it's oscars week bud you excited i love the oscars i know they don't usually get it right all the time most of the time but I love the Oscars. I love the buzz around it. And this is why we do this podcast. At least why I do this podcast, not only for the superhero movies, which I'm not putting past being an Oscar nominated sooner than later, but the Oscars competition battling throughout the year. This is why we watch movies other than entertainment. Love the competitive atmosphere here. And for the first time in a while here, we have a lot of categories that aren't guarantees. Because the asking Oscar indicators from other award shows are not being good indicators anymore. So this is the first real test of the of this new body, this new academy that has new voters. They've widened their voters, and there's a lot of new young blood, diverse blood in this Oscars, in this academy. Excited to see where this next generation takes us in the Oscars. I, I gotta be honest, we might be the youngest fans of the Oscars, I, I would say. Like we are definitely the younger demographic, the younger region for the Oscars. But uh, we can't deny that the Oscars are trying to make a push to appeal to younger audiences. Ricky Flux, how excited are you for DJ Khaled to present an award at this year's Oscars? Did you see the news that came out today with Beyonce? Do, oh, uh, no, but did you, did you, are you just going to ignore what I just brought up with DJ Khaled? Are you excited or not? I am, I guess. I, I'm a little nervous. I don't know what he's going to be doing, but is he presenting or is he going to be singing? He's or... presenting, I believe. I think Elliot okay, Page is good. presenting. There's a bunch okay, of names that were good. dropped today. Amy Schumer's hosting. So hey, I think she wanted the... to do something with Ukraine, Zelensky. Yes, they wanted Zelensky on, right, to try and get an audience. She, I think Amy Schumer said they want Zelensky on to get as big of an audience as possible. But it's kind of ironic you say that with the Oscars having its lower viewers, lowest viewership ever. Just last year. 
Right. Maybe you should have saved Zlonsky for like maybe so, the Super coming up or something. Over under 12 million people watch the Oscars. I'd say it's right there. I think it's a little less. I think it's a little less. I think last year it was what, around 10. Is that right? It was around 10, yeah. And it, yeah, last year, that's, gonna, with a, that's with a terrible crop of movies. I think there's at least a little bit of excitement this year. I'm going to tell you, flare. I agree because of this new, the new award, the new uh, the Twitter, Twitter popularity award. Yeah, Fan-pole. so I think that in the year of movies, significantly better. I'm going over, over Ooh. 12 million. Do we have, is Tom Holland presenting an Oscar this year? Is that a thing? I didn't see that, but maybe, I don't know. maybe, maybe this, after all the rumors, does a surprise cameo here? Oh, I saw in the tweet where I just saw a picture of DJ Khaled when they were talking about all these different presenters. I don't even know if they, I don't even know if they were trolling me. Like what if he just wasn't on the list and they just put a, a list with DJ Khaled's picture. So it seems so out of place to have this happening, but also seems like so Oscars. For something like this to be happening, to have him present. Um, I And you bring up an interesting point with like the nominees this year, particularly with the best picture category. Uh, what we know about the Oscars, uh, specifically uh, this year, this is definitely a marathon, not a sprint. We're seeing the best picture leaders kind of fluctuate, right? Ba- uh, based on the month, based on the week, even based on the day. So initially, we, we, me and you saw Belfast this weekend. We'll talk about that in a second. But that initially, when it came out, was looked at as probably the, the front runner for Best Picture, at least for the first month of its release. And then we had, right, Power of the Dog, uh, Jane Campion. And Jane Campion has a little bit of a slip up on, the, on, the, uh, on her awards run right here. She brings up the Williams sisters saying well, what she has to do is harder compared to what they have to do in terms of competing against men. Cringe. Oh, How fuck. are you? Very cringe. But now we have Coda only nominated for three total Oscars, but seems to have gained all the momentum in this best picture race. Seems to be the crowd pleasing favorite. seems like Hollywood is just giving them a big old hug and it's already wrapping up an Oscar form. So it's going to be interesting in terms of the odds of who's going to win. I can't wait till we share who we think is going to win versus who should win. Cause that's going to be like the conversation I'm actually compelled to have, but, uh, I'm just I'm, I'm just stoked. So Ricky Flex, uh, what have you been watching to prepare you for this year's Oscars? Two things before I answer that. One, Tori Smith was number eighty-two. You were correct. Boom. Greg Greg Olson incorrect. What was he? Ah, at least I got on the second try. Tori Smith out of the out of the clouds. Who else was eighty-two? <laughs> Who thinks of Tori Smith? I I don't know. I just, even Ravens fans don't think of Tory Smith. Who would you have brought up with number eighty-two? I, it's like I thought it was just going to be a, a number three NFL wide receiver, maybe a speed threat. Boom, Tory Smith. No idea. I don't know an eighty-two. <laughs> I don't know an. At 82. the end of Tory Smith's career, he was like, I know he. I think he finished up with the 49ers, but he was on the Ravens. He was playing the Steelers twice a year, so he saw a good amount of them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What have you been um, watching, Ricky Flex? What have I been watching? Okay, you brought up Belfast. We watched that, but I'm gonna go spin zone, spin zone on you. We're talking about the Oscars, but to veer away from the Oscars for a second, I checked out the first two episodes of Murderville, the Will Arnett show. I have no idea what you're talking about. The Netflix original series. It has like he's a detective, a murder detective, and like that. he brings on a guest star every episode, and the guest star doesn't have a script. And they're oh, no the way. Whole thing. 
So it's like, yeah. it's always a bunch of improv. Yes. Well, just from, so <laughs> this show is hilarious. Shout out Johnny this is like prank. This is like pranking people while knowing you're pranking them. Right. So, okay. So back it up here like for a people second. So Will Arnett so. is a detective, a murder detective. And there's, a, there's one other star that's like the chief or captain, whatever, whatever. But he, they have a script. And then there's other people that are in the show, like science, like uh, whatever, doctors or whatever. But they have a guest star. So like the first episode was Conan O'Brien. And Ooh. they say, the captain tells Warrenette, you need a new partner because you're terrible at keeping partners. And they bring on a guest and they don't have a script. And Conan comes in and he's just trying to play off of Warrenette and what he's doing. Warrenette could add, like, do, can do improv, but he has a script to follow. There's other guest stars within the uh within episodes that might have a script but also do improv as it's very cool premise and it's actually low-key hilarious that's an amazing I, premise yeah i don't know how people aren't talking about this more like obviously this movie this show is not like ozark or whatever shows you're thinking of like that this show is just pure account it's like a this is where i, I leave you similar to that Right. So um, what I'm thinking, I, I, what's going through my brain right now, who would be gr- a great guest star on this show? And you know what, Ricky Flex, I get, I'm calling it now. When it comes to the Emmys and they have best like guest appearances, this is going to get a couple nominations. This premise already. And, and uh, so I've only watched two episodes. I watched the Conan one. I'm watching them in order. Conan. And then I watched Marshawn Lynch. What? Marshawn Lynch was the second episode. You might have lost and- he was pretty good for the entire like, show, for entire episode. Yes, it's only talking, twenty minute episodes. Oh, I was gonna say, I was gonna ask thirty or an hour. I'm like, Marshall no, no, it's like for eight, an I hour say, on I improv. I even want to say like it's like fifteen to eighteen. But there's like in the first episode, there's this Conan scene that's just so funny. It's clear that they, it's not scripted at all because they just keep laughing through it, and they just, it is so funny. So in the third episode, I started but fell asleep. But it's not because it was just late at night. Camille and Johnny's in it. And like nice. it started out hot, but I just fell asleep. I couldn't stay awake long weekend. But that's that's like out of all the Oscar movies I've been watching, I had to mention that one before we get into this this Oscar discussion. I will say, if I had to pick one person to join Will Arnett and like improv alongside him, Zach Galifianakis. He's the king of improv. Oh, it's a good one. What do you, what do you think between two ferns? It's it's just like the best. And the way he plays off other people and the way he's so self-aware uh, with his audience, I think he would be an incredible guest star in that show. And I think him I, and Will Arnett would be magic, baby, magic. I think Ken Jeong's in like one of the later episodes. I think that's <sighs> perfect. But um, uh, I think an obvious one would be like, I don't think Larry David's a good one because he's too much of an alpha. He has to be the alpha. Yeah. Will Arnett has to be alpha here. A good one though, John Hamm. That John Hamm would be great. One. Just was with Curve, did great in that. He could be great next to Warnett in a detective story. I think that would be a good one too. You're so right about Larry David, though. Like if he's he's he play, he is who he acts like in Curb Your Enthusiasm. He right. is playing Larry David. He has to be the guy. If he's not the guy, he just doesn't care. You know? Right. And he'll just be like, if the tanks, it tanks. I don't really care. This is for Will, this is Will Arnett's show, not mine. I love it. I, I like it's such a good take. Uh so you've been watching Murderville, not being promoted at all whatsoever, by the way. Right. Like maybe that's why I've never heard of it. And Netflix is sneaky sometimes with what they're putting on streaming. Um, what else have you been watching? I know just, I guess we stray away from the Oscars a little bit. Just tell me how you passed okay. time this weekend. Okay. So besides that, I did watch the Oscar movies. I watched Belfast, like we talked about. I watched Drive My Car. Unbelievable movie. A little let down by the ending, 
I'm mean, not because what? it's not a good ending. I think it's a good ending, but it's like the 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 climax was really the ending to me. But the ending was good, uh, just not as exciting of an ending. But potentially my pick for an Oscar or two here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I'll I'll stop there. Like, what have you been watching? So I, I saw Belfast with you. I'm excited to talk about that movie. I really enjoyed it. Super charming. That little kid, whoever's playing the little kid in that movie, we got to protect him at all Jude costs. Hill. We got to protect him at all costs. He is like the kid from Minari last year. He is taking the designated cute kid at the Oscar award. You know, that should be an Oscar award. Yeah. Just the cute, just like the adorable kid. Kid kid actor of the year. Right. And like, he definitely is going to get all the love here. I loved his infatuation with girls in terms of like, okay, trying to impress them. Uh, He provided so much levity to that movie and a movie that was already pretty charming despite like, the setting and despite the civil war that's happening around them. Um, I thought it was very, it was good. And his performance is great. Sierra Hines. Amazing. We'll talk about him later. Uh, I've been watching a bunch of non-Oscar contenders, new releases. I checked out windfall with J- Jesse Plemons, our plump boy, Jason Siegel and Lily Collins, a Hitchcockian type of thriller uh, with one of the most disappointing endings I've seen in movies in a long, long time. I will not spoil it for all the listeners, but it just, I feel like the movie didn't pay off. It takes a lot. It's a lot of it's basically one setting takes place in this one estate. Plump Boy is pretty much playing Jeff Bezos. And uh, he kills it, to be honest. Like he is magnetic on screen when he Good to hear a Plump Boy. When he leaves screen, like it's a very different performance from what, from what we see in the past, particularly looking at Power of the Dog and how subtle that performance was. This one, he is just such an a-hole and he is uh, so brash. And uh, he, when he's not on the screen, it loses the sizzle a little bit. Uh, Jason Siegel, I was looking forward to seeing a different type of role, maybe one where he wasn't as goofy and he wasn't as much of a buffoon and he was a little... Uh, I don't know. It's just, I, I just, I was looking for something different, especially with this type of character who is taking a couple hostage, right? Uh, in the synopsis, there's nothing new here, but uh, I was just let down because it seems like he is just playing what he usually does by the end of the movie. And it really wasn't something different. And he really doesn't seem like he's maturing as much as an actor as I hoped he would. Yeah. Like um, we'll say, I'm sorry to interrupt here, but winning time third episode came out last night. Still oh, hasn't made his appearance yet. But it seems like it seems like episode four next Sunday night, nine o'clock Eastern. It seems like that's when it's going to be his first appearance as Paul Westfall, right? Like I think that's going to be it. I don't know if you caught up to the season, uh, the episode here, but I think yeah. that'll be. I think it's lining up for episode four. So I'm interested to see. Maybe he veers away from his usual self, and you know, like not as goofy. I don't think so. Whatever. I, I, I think he's going to be, I think it's going to be more of the same. Like when I see him in the trailer, he's carrying the papers. looks like a couple of them are flying. He looks like he's going to be a bumbling buffoon in this show too. That's just who he is as an actor. He's just tall, awkward guy. That's who he is in all his movies. He hasn't really broken away from that. Uh, you look at all the rom-coms in the late 2000s into the early 2010s. He's just the same dude in everything. Uh, Adrian Brody, I was excited to see in winning time though, as Pat Riley, a highly anticipated debut. I like that. Uh, I do have to tell you what else I've been watching now. Checked out Deep Water, erotic thriller. Uh, Adrian Lyne. Affleck, Restore the Thunderbirds. Affleck, Anna de Armas, uh, director of Fatal Attraction, coming back for this Hulu thriller that I got to say, although it was utter trash, I kind of enjoyed watching it. Interesting. Uh, so if you like movie stars, Affleck, Anna de Armas, 
thinking about when they made this movie, they're having a relationship that just adds a whole new element to it. Uh, Anna mm. de Armas, oh my god, what a hoe in this movie! I, I don't, I think she, it's got to be like a top billing of like slots in movies. Like she is up there in this movie. Sorry for my my French there, my vulgar language, but you have to watch it, right? So if you're an Anna de Armas fan, you want to get like a sneak peek of her in this upcoming NC-17 Marilyn Monroe movie on Netflix. Definitely check out Deep Water. And then Affleck seems like he's channeling his inner gone girl. Okay. And I think he doesn't do that bad, but the writing of this movie is so atrocious. There's a lot of like storylines that don't get wrapped up. And uh, you really don't know who you're supposed to be rooting for in the end. Or like it gets, it's, it's very confusing for a member of the audience, but it's still, it has its thrill to it. It's got the movie stars. It's got the flair. Uh, if you're into just watching, turning your brain off, two-hour movie, a little less, uh, I, I recommend it, you know, if you can't get to any of these Oscar winners that we're going to talk about. I also checked out Spencer, but we'll get to that. Yeah, it's snoozer. Deep Water, just, that's a tough one. <laughs> like, Adrian Lynn. No, I mean, like, it just doesn't set up for it to be good. Like Adrian Lynn hasn't made a movie in 24, 25 years. And like, it was like Lolita, which I've never seen. But then before that, like Fatal Attraction, Nine and a Half Weeks and Decent Proposal, like all like very like, critically successful movies and like nominated for Oscar. Like it just 25 years later, he's making this movie out of the blue. He's 81 years old, like what's the deal here just never had the formula to be a good movie but i'm good to hear i'm glad to hear it. it's like exciting at least with these movie stars i'm excited to watch it even though it might not be the best thing yeah now i i, I recommend it and i'll recommend it to the audience when ricky flicks watches it we'll do like a mini review spoiler review uh so i assume a lot of people are going to see this movie I, I wonder if like this is going to go down this year as like who who's most watched movie due to the popularity of these two mm. actors like most mm. streamed movie we still look at netflix a lot of their most streamed movies are movies like the adam project they're movies like red notice <laughs> like movies that aren't critically acclaimed but they have rock stars in it right so there's absolute bonafide stars that just attract mm people they're these these single mom these moms with their kids at home they want to put on a movie while they're watching oh deep water have the kids sit in the back while they just watch this like erotic thriller unfold you know it's just i could see that happening it's just like oh okay whatever or it's date night so we'll have to go out. here we go I, I i do not recommend watching watching that movie with a significant other that could be very awkward uh, or with that being said ricky flex do you want to get to these oscar picks you want to get to uh what we're thinking in terms of the 94th uh, Academy Awards. Yeah. Yeah. So we're predicting the winner and then also like who, but then also like who we would pick. Yes. Out of the, okay. Got it. So we're going to run through 10 categories, uh, the 10 largest or the 10 most fun to talk about in our opinion. Okay. We're going to go through who we think is going to win and then who we think should win two very different things when it comes to the Oscars, knowing how the Oscar voters operate, what they like, what they dislike. It differs from typically what most audiences think, right? They kind of have a different lens. So with that being said, let's get into it. So uh, first one here, Ricky Flicks, we got actor in a supporting role. I'm going to list out the nominees and then I want to, I want you to give me just who do you think will win? Okay. We'll start off with will win. So actor in a supporting role, we got Ciaran Hines in Belfast. We got Troy Kotzer in Coda. We got Jesse Plemons, Power of the Dog. 
J.K. Simmons and being the Ricardos, and then Cody Smith McPhee in the power of the dog. Those five nominees. Which one, Ricky Flex, do you think has taken home the golden statue? Two months ago, or even a month ago, I would not be saying this, but Troy Kotzer. Troy Kotzer will win this award. I think he's going to win it. Cody Smith McPhee, it looked like, oh, he was the leader in the clubhouse. Uh, by the time the Golden Globes came, he won. By the time the Oscar nominations came out, obviously he was going to get nominated. But I think where things started to change was when our plump boy himself got nominated, Jesse Plemons. We could see a little vote splitting where, hey, Jesse Plemons could finish fifth, for God's sakes, in the vote splitting. But he definitely took votes away from Cody Smith McPhee. And that's what it looks like happened here because – then Troy Kotzer just went on a tear in all these award shows. He just won every single award show after the Golden Globes. Now it just seems like he's going to win this thing. Am I wrong here? I agree. Like I, I have Kotzer winning it, and that is such a different narrative. Of thinking about what we said recording last month and the favorite at that point, uh, Power of the Dog was running, running away with everything. But at the same time, Lakota was kind of like this – slithering snake in the background just waiting to pounce right troy kotzer i was all i was always impressed by his performance his emotional performance without actually speaking in the movie and you talk about the diversity of hollywood it seems like this is a um a performance that hollywood that the academy is going to want to promote and i think that he's the dude he's just so likable right now he seems like he is a unstoppable force okay and i don't think that uh, he's going to meet the immovable object, which be, would be Cody Smith McPhee. Uh, so I'm going Troy Kotzer as well as the person that will win the Oscar. And uh, you bring up a good point about Power of the Dog too. Whenever you see two people from the same movie nominated, that's usually a sign, man. Like they should. If you nominate two from the same movie, you're taken away from one, from one, the favorite, right? So Jesse Plemons being there could actually do in Cody Smith McPhee. Although I don't think, I think Plemons is honestly, he might be the fifth on this list, to be honest, right next to maybe tied for fourth to JK Simmons. And people, I know people probably yelling right now that remember last year, it's like, Oh, Daniel Kaluuya won. And look, Keith Stanfield was nominated. I do think this is different. I think uh, I'm talking about Judas and the black Messiah. And actually, is it, I do I think. Maybe I kind of take my take it back. I take that kind. Of, I take that back because I think Lakeith was like the fifth nominee there. You know, he was. But I think that everyone like I don't think anyone voted for. Him. I really, I just don't think he would have gotten enough votes because he just clearly wasn't even a supporting actor in that movie. So yeah, I really and, don't think that was the same effect as this movie. And clearly, it's a, Plemons was. Taking you look back. at the Plemons and Mc, Smith McPhee roles in The Power of the Dog, they were kind of both subtle roles. It's not like one was the bombastic one and the one that was outspoken mm. versus the subtle role. They're both very subtle roles. They have not much similarity, but enough in terms of like the character, their style in the movie is kind of similar. Okay. So I think that kind of takes away and it makes them, I don't know, it just makes them too similar. So I guess I'm, I'm I guess I'm leaning towards what you're saying here. So Troy Kotzer, we both think will win the award, but Ricky Flicks, who do you think should win the award? Troy Kotzer. I, I, I'm a double Troy Kotzer guy here. I think Cody Smith McPhee is the by far the second in second place here. Um, maybe Kieran Sieran Hines has something to say about that after seeing Belfast, which I thought he was terrific then, terrific in. But I do think Smith McPhee's role was harder than Hines. I do think he had to put more like he. Didn't carry that movie. I think Humberbatch did, 
but he was a great like adversary to Cumberbatch. And I think he was very good, but Kotzer himself, man, just like what we're seeing right now with Coda in general, he is, in my opinion, the driving force behind that, his performance. And I think he's the reason why people are so in love with that movie right now. Obviously it's a heartwarming movie. Everyone was going to love it no matter what, but why it's getting all this buzz. I think it starts with him. So that's why I not just think he's going to win, but I would pick him as well. I think I would pick Cody Smith McPhee over Troy Kotzer. I know like Troy Kotzer is that veteran of Hollywood. The Academy is like recognizing his many years of service and he's been a member for so dang long, but I, I love, I love how Cody Smith McPhee stood toe to toe with Cumberbatch in such in a way that was so different. His approach to the role was so different than Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch is so like menacing and you Smith McPhee, like being a gentle type of performance, but also underlying anger, right? Underlying um, vengeance, underlying, I don't know, violence. That doesn't like, it's just, he is, he's like bubbling on the inside and you really don't get a sense that towards the end of the movie. I think the performance gets obviously improves as it goes. It like, you like end that movie and you're like, wow, he actually murdered this role. I just don't think he's going to win because he is this young dude. He's going to get plenty of opportunities, especially after you are a nominee in a Jane Campion film that probably will win best picture. So he'll be back. I think he should win, but Troy Kotzer, as I said before, he fits that mold of like this diverse Hollywood. And it seems like, Hollywood actually has like this fascination with ASL right now. I don't know if you've noticed this, Ricky Flex. You saw, I know this isn't an American film, but Drive My Car like has a very significant supporting performance mm. that's in sign language. It has, uh, we have Eternals with a, a significant sign language performance. Uh, we have Coda, which is how basically the entire movie is in sign language. I kind of like how uh, we're able to enjoy these types of movies without even like being able to hear what's going on. And just by the emotions of the actors, it goes to a lot of what Troy Kotzer did. So I give him props, but uh, I think Cody Smith McPhee should have won. All right. Mm. Any final thoughts before we move on? No, I think you summed it up well. Okay. Uh, actress in a supporting role. We have Jesse Buckley in the lost daughter. We got Ariana DeBose in West side story, Judy Dench in Belfast. Kirsten Dunst in The Power of the Dog, and then Ingenue Ellis and King Richard. Ricky Flicks, this seems like it's been a runaway since the start of award season. Uh, I got Ariana DeBose winning uh, this Oscar. How about you? Yeah, this is the biggest lock that we'll be covering today. She's won all the awards. Minus a thousand. Yeah, honestly, like the gambling odds, I know we do that on a separate show, but that's probably going to be like the biggest favorite by far uh, by the time the show comes around, if it's not already. Um, I also just want to say West Side Story. I honestly don't know how many Oscars it's going to win. Definitely none of the major ones, in my opinion. Spoiler alert. So this, they got to give it to somebody. Rita Moreno. She won the Oscar before. She's also in this movie and the, the new edition of West Side Story. It just makes too much sense for her former character that she for the best performance in West Side Story being the same character to give it to Ariana DeBose. And, and also, she's well-deserving. I thought she was amazing in it. My favorite performance in that movie, Ariana DeBose. 
Yeah. So I think you summed it up well. Debose, like you have this unique circumstance where someone can win an Oscar for playing the same role. Uh, it's kind of similar to what Joaquin Phoenix did with Heath Ledger winning the performance, winning for best actor for the Joker. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Heath Ledger is best supporting actor, but this is literally the same exact role, same exact character. And uh, you're right. They got to honor this movie somehow and this seems like the perfect way to do it because uh, i don't think spielberg's going to win best director e- either for even for able to go and get to it but that was a fantastic effort from him but i think the best way you can honor this if you know this movie's not going to win a bunch of awards is to nom- nominate whoever plays rita moreno's character perfect right. uh so we both have that for should win uh do you have you have will win i mean as will win do you think the bow should win i do I do. I think Jesse Buckley's close, but I do think that DeBose just really just put on a powerful performance here. And just her dancing, you could see it. I think the best scene, one of the best scenes in the movie, if not the best scene, was in the street with her, her number, her, like her Pacific number that she led and her dancing, which she Electric led. Factory, Yellow Dress, yellow How dress. Are you Waving, mm. Wish, Wash, Wish, Wash, San Juan. Awesome. <laughs> Amazing. That's, that's who I think she went to. Yeah, I know. She's just, and dude, we got to talk. We saw Belfast seeing Judy Dench on this list is like, this is the definition of a, okay. She's been here before. We don't really know who to nominate. Let's give it to Judy Dench. Cause watching her and like seeing her alongside Sierra Hines, I think Sierra Hines kicked her ass in this movie. I thought Sierra Hines was so compelling. He's charming. He's funny, brought uh, humor to obviously a very serious situation with this Irish civil war that was happening. It's Protestants versus the Catholics, but he had that levity to it. That's my favorite performance I've ever seen Sierra and Hines have ever. I, I, I completely agree. He was, I thought, I really do think he was great. I just think that Smith McPhee and Cots are be, uh, just better. Um, yeah. But going back to this for it's a second fun to here, watch, but yeah, when we left the theater, my first thought was Judy Dench. How the heck did she get nominated? Like, wh- like if anyone, Katariana Balfe, the 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 wife slash ma. I didn't like movie, that movie. I know, but over Judy Dench, if you had to pick somebody, based but, on screen time, yeah. But if I had to pick, like, wow, who got snubbed? Who's like probably sixth? It's still Ruth Nega passing. I still think she's better than not just her, but a couple other people on the list here, but definitely not as good as Ariana DeBose or Jesse Buckley in my mind. So we're going DeBose should win, will win Ricky Flex and Dr. O that brings us to best animated feature Ricky Flex. And I got to be honest, I've only seen one of these movies. So this is all wow. you're going to make a prediction here. You put this on the list. I didn't want to talk about this for this specific reason. I didn't I, know I, that. So the nominees, like, I don't, you think I'm going to, I'm not going to, I got to catch up on all these like, in, like other movies. I'm not going to waste my time watching <laughs> Mitchell versus the machines and Ray and the last dragon. I'm not going to watch all these animated movies. We just did a Pixar episode last time. I can't just keep watching okay, animated hey. movies nonstop Ricky flicks, but we have I get it. nominees Encanto, flea, Luca, Mitchell versus the machines and Ray and the last dragon. Ricky flicks. This one's all you who uh, will win. Encanto is going to win this one only besides so flea first movie ever to be nominated for animated full feature movie uh, uh nominated for international and nominated for best um documentary first time it's ever been done that's incredible i think it wins none of them spoiler alert for international but that was also very boring flea 
I, I was I couldn't get through 30 minutes. I keep seeing it on streaming. It's on Amazon, is that right? It's on Hulu. That's it. Um Hulu, yeah. This uh, and Riz Ahmed, shout out. Another Oscar nom for him because he produced uh, was a producer on that. But um Encanto's gonna win this one. They're we don't talk about Bruno's gonna be freaking sick like live performance at the Oscars, original song, score, Lin Monroe Miranda's uh movie here. He's like his music, so much buzz. Everyone loves this movie. That's gonna win. Then real quick, who I think should win, Encanto. This is what after seeing this movie made me rewatch Luca because I knew both were gonna get nominated, and I changed my mind. I think Luca is the best animated uh, movie of the year. Hell Over yeah! Raya, I thought Raya was also better. Rewatched Raya and the Last Dragon. Luca was better. Mitchell's versus the Machines. Didn't like that one. A little too quirky for me. Didn't like that. I think Luca should win, but won't. I think it, I honestly think it has no buzz whatsoever. That's shocking for a Pixar movie. Um, and Kanto will win though here. Uh, so you rewatched Luca. Was that before we did our Pixar tears last episode, Ricky? No, it was uh, actually just this week. <laughs> okay, so afterwards, so we put it in tier three last time, uh, last episode. Would you consider putting it into tier two on a rewatch? No, I think it's I think it's a good movie. I think this is a weak year for animated. I think it's, this is a very weak year. I think this is going to be fascinating because you have a Pixar movie for Disney that's going to be beaten by a non-Pixar Disney movies, in your opinion. Yes. In Kanto, right? Due to the jams, due to the we don't talk about Bruno. I, th- I take a lot of pride in saying I still never heard that song. You, you should I, take pride in that. It's hard not to hear this. I've days. never heard that song ever. Um, and I, I plan on, I'm going to see how long I can actually keep that up. I'm going to see how long I can keep that up. I want the Oscar live performance of We Don't Talk About Bruno to be the first time that I hear that song. That could be awesome. I mean, and I can just make a true judgment from there. Although when you hear live music as the first time you, you hear like a, 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 a original song from a movie, it could kind of go awry. It can kind of go bad. Unless Lady Gaga is singing it. Um, or Bradley Cooper. So I'm, I only saw Luca, so I can either just put Luca for both or I just have to watch Encanto this week. Um, eh. I'm not going to because I can't hear the song until the Oscars. So I refuse to watch it. We're moving to the next category, Ricky Flex, and we are going for best animated feature to best original screenplay. Okay, here we go, Ricky Flex. The nominees are Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and the worst person in the world, Ricky Flex. Who do you think uh, will win for best original screenplay? My boy, PTA, Licorice. That's who I got winning this thing. Uh, and not to take up too much time here, but you know what? Hollywood loves Hollywood. And PTA has been nominated for 11 Oscars, does not have one. I think Licorice Pizza is going to get shut out everywhere else and will win this award. So that is my pick for uh, original screenplay. I think it's going to be Belfast. Mm, similar though, like that's Kenneth Branagh's personal story too. Yeah, so to PTA here, both very idiosyncratic. Uh, very the vocabulary today is off the charts. From very Dr. peculiar Rowe. to those two directors. I don't think it's as well written as Licorice Pizza, but this is not who I think should win. This is who I think will win. And um, speaking how personal this story was for uh, Branow, okay, and seeing the struggles he went through and seeing 
him being, I know it's kind of like both are veterans of Hollywood when you pit PTA versus first Branow. Branow is not going to be here again, most likely. PTA probably mm. will be here again at some point. That's a good um, point. I think, and it seems like Belfast had so much momentum for best picture. It's not going to win best picture. I'll say that now. But what's a consolation prize for this movie? Best original screenplay. Crap. So I'm going Belfast as I think um, uh, will win, but not necessarily who I think should win. So Belfast, that's oh, what I got. I changed my mind. You, can I change Ricky, my mind? you don't have to. You don't have to. I'm just saying. You convinced you me. Okay. Kenneth Branagh getting nominated for another Oscar is very is, – that's going to be so hard. Rare. And it's automatic have, for PTS. And he's been nominated, uh, I think, seven times, maybe eight times, and he's never won. So yep. they have to give this to him. Even though PTA has 11, 11 noms and he's never won. It's going to happen right. for him. I, it's, I, I want to talk about Licorice Pizza more when we get to Best Picture because I have a couple takes regarding Licorice Pizza. Mm. And I don't want to spoil them all now on a Best Original Screenplay. So I think it's a great consolation for Brano. It's like a Lifetime Achievement Award in terms of, yes, <sighs> this is like what this is like the project you've been working your whole life towards. Here you go. You're being awarded at the biggest stage. And I feel like PTA has so much left, more left in the tank, especially with a, a movie that is so unlike anything he's done recently. You know, it's so much, so much more uplifting, it has an ending that's like kind of different from recent PTA movies. It's mm. just a different vibe in general, but it has a lot of the same elements, what makes a PTA movie so good. So Belfast, I think, should win. Uh, uh will win, excuse me. Ricky, Ricky Flex, who do you think should Licorice pizza. Okay, gotcha. And it's just better in every way. Belfast, I had serious issues with the ending. Ser- Me too. Serious issues. Third act is where it kind of fell. Yeah, and, and a lot of that was the writing, like the actual story. Like I don't care if it's true or not. They didn't set it up well. That would all. be the so, argument I think that like you would have had, like for it like not winning. It's like the glaring mistakes they were making regarding the writing of that movie. And we won't go into spoilers because mm-hmm. like the writing aspects like the problems I had. I know we talked after the movie, it would kind of ruin the movie if we discussed it, but hundred percent agree that I don't think it should win. Uh, What's interesting here is a foreign film, the worst person in the world. This, this is hard because I agree with you. Licorice pizza should win, but I have not seen the worst person in the world. And all I hear about it is that it's incredible. No one's, no one's seen it. I'm not not streaming anywhere. You can't even rent it. I'm not even convinced that Drive My Car, who was nom- who was not who was nominated for Best Picture, is even going to win Best International Feature because of this movie. That's how much buzz is around this movie. I swear Drive to my God, car has buzz. Yes, but so does this one. That's but this not- one has buzz for not streaming anywhere, not being able to rent. It has some mysteriousness to it. I don't know. I I love Drive My Car too. I can't say Drive My Car is definitely going to win Best International International Feature if I haven't seen this movie. I knew another round was it had all the buzz. It was available prior to uh, uh, being presented at the Oscars. It was already submitted, and we got to see it on Hulu. But worst person in the world, it's like, wow, is this movie really that good? Parasite had that same type of vibe. Was like, wow, we have a lot of like uh, cinemas were playing that that movie. Theaters, some some theaters, not not distributed widely, I would say. But uh, once that once it came out, once it won the Best Picture, then it went boom. Here you go. Everyone can watch it now. Then it dropped on Hulu. So I, that one's just like in the back of my mind, but I agree. Uh, Licorice Pizza. I don't think uh, Licorice Pizza is going to win Best Picture, but this would be a nice consolation for our guy, PTI. Mm. All right. Let me just type this in. 
For the record, Man. I haven't seen The Worst Person in the World. That's like, there's only two movies that we're going to talk about here of noms that I haven't seen. And that's Worst Person in the World and then another one coming up. I'm excited to talk about this one, Ricky Flux, because I think this is actually going to be really contentious at the Oscars. Best Adapted Screenplay. And there are some bangers, some bangers in this category. And I think it's going to be a tight, tight race. It has been up until this point. So here's the nominees for Best Adapted Screenplay. Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog. Ricky Flex, who do you think will win for Best Adapted Screenplay? Who will win? This is a tough one. Um, I think this, this is really tough. Uh, I, I'm, I'm deciding between two here. And you know what tough. I'm going to do? I'm going to back up what I just said. Drive my car. I'm wow. taking a leap of faith. Drive oh my, my car gosh. is going to win this. That movie's so hard. You know how hard it is to make that movie? If people haven't seen it, like – they had it's about this guy. I'm not gonna say like the whole premise here, but real quickly, the about like how hard it is to write this type of movie. About this guy who is a director slash uh actor uh theatrically, and his play is about all these people that speak different languages and has to connect to the actual movie at hand in his life. And and then there's other storylines with all these different actors. It is literally so hard to write that, and this adaption. Wasn't even off a book like all these other ones. This is off a short story and he turned into a three hour epic. How hard is that? Like, this is the clear, like, best screenplay that there is. And I'm going to take a leap of faith and say it wins because off of your three worst person in the world that, that has that parasite buzz to it, maybe that one's international feature. And then they consolidate, con- consolidate, uh, what's it called? Consolidation, uh, concession prize, whatever. They give this uh, consolation. To drive my thank you to drive my car because it's not going to win best international. So drive my car will win, and also spoiler, my should win too. Drive okay, wow, should win. Boom, book it. Disagree with you, bud. Should yeah, win, I'll, I'll get and I it. have a take. I know who you're going to pick, and I'm going to debate against it. So here's the deal: Power of the Dog will not win this because it's going to win best picture. I said that. Okay. A lot of times those don't line up. It's like, okay, you know, one's going to win best picture. You're not going to give best writing to that movie. That's getting best picture. You usually want to award one of the other best picture nominees. So with that being said, lost daughter out Coda out in my opinion, down to drive my car in Dune. Okay. So who will win this award? Who will win this award? This is tough because who will win and should win? I think Dune should win. I'll say that. I knew you are going to say that. But when it comes to who will win, I, I kind of like your drive my car take. I'm going to go drive my car. Let's go. Will win. I like that. Uh, it's not, it, it, there's a chance, dude. Can you imagine this? Let me, let me pitch you something, Ricky Flex. Open up the ears. Ready? What if? The worst person in the world wins best international feature. Drive my car doesn't win best picture, wins best adapted screenplay, and then doesn't, and then obviously, uh, Power the Dog or another movie wins best picture. You imagine that? So, 
the movie. I thought you were going to say Flea wins like best documentary no. or animated. I wasn't going to go. So to you that. have all three, the top three international but I just of the think year winning. I think it's somehow. fascinating that the movie that's been nominated for both best uh, international feature and best picture doesn't win either, but instead wins for its writing. And that just shows, wow, it's kind of like the, uh, the Academy is expanding its horizons right now. The yeah. audience might be like, that's not a big deal. I don't understand what you're saying, but I think it does make sense where it's like, you usually expect, okay, that dark horse in the best picture race ever since Parasite, that international feature, you get nominated for a best picture, you're automatically a lock, right? For best international feature. But the fact that it might not win best international feature or best picture, but might get it for writing, that's a step forward for Hollywood, in my opinion. So I'm going drive my car. I told you, there is incredible, like you talk about the complexity of this script, the different, uh, I, I think it's great how you start with such a surface level understanding of these characters that are going through such regret and they're going through so much pain and going through so much loss and they're uh, basically reflecting on these, these decisions they made upon their life. As you go deeper in the story, it's like you're, inching like more and more into their lives like and it's all through like these conversations in the cars these conversations on a stage and it's uh really revealing in a way that's not showy it's very subtle and then it, it emotionally explodes as i said to you uh off camera but i think it emotionally explodes in the third act and it creates one of the best acted movies of the year and uh, i think the yes. script lets those actors shine you know i'm I think it was incredible. I, I want to watch that movie again so bad. And can I just talk about Dune for one second? Well, I'm going to talk about it if you aren't. So that, cause that's my thing that should win. Because I've, I've been on the record saying that, like, Danny, what he did is, like, literally he did the impossible. It made it possible. So right. how am I saying? And, like, it's already been tried before by a famous filmmaker, David Lynch. And the reason why I don't think it wins is because there's a sequel coming. I don't I, I should what I mean because it's not a complete story. What if he fumbles the second part? I'm not saying it will, that's a hot take. I'm just saying, what if he fumbles the second part? That's in the back of your mind that he wins an Oscar for this. He hasn't even finished the story, the adaption. It's not a complete adaption. So if he's gonna win, I gotta see how this ends. So right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna say he should win off of part one. I'm gonna wait to see if he should win. Basically, if I'm, it's kind of like a double-edged sword here. I'm like kind of like screwing Danny a little bit here because he has to basically win it twice to win it once. That's basically what I'm saying. This is 100% me like kind of picking with my heart here because Dune, if you look at it on a surface level, this is like every Christopher Nolan movie that's ever been nominated, right? <laughs> For best original, like, or even uh, best original screenplay or adapted screenplay, right? It's just him. They're always nominated for all the technical awards, right? They know it's a theatrical spectacle but when it comes to actually the writing and everything it doesn't really get its due uh and it comes to performances it really doesn't get its due or they're just under underplayed or downplayed because of what it looked like on screen but it's gonna win dune i'm talking about it's gonna win all these technical awards denny was robbed okay of a best director nomination in my opinion for this year's oscars uh, it would be nice if they recognized how hard it was to adapt this book that many people have dreamt about doing and no one's tried since 1984, at least made a substantial effort or a significant effort uh, to do so. And it's such a daunting task that he took head on and created maybe the most impressive blockbuster this year, at least this award season, obviously, because I think the Batman was a better movie than Doom, but that's what I'll say. Uh, 
So I think drive my car. I agree with you. Will win. You think it should win. And I think Dune should win. All right. Uh, best original score. Here we have Don't Look Up. We have Dune. We have Encanto, Parallel Mothers, and The Power of the Dog. Ricky Flex, I assume you haven't seen Parallel Mothers? That's the only other one I haven't seen. I haven't seen Parallel Mothers and The Worst Person in the World. All the other Oscar noms I have. So I haven't seen Encanto or Parallel Mothers, okay? But between Don't Look Up, Dune, uh, oh, in, in Power of the Dog, and uh, Encanto, what you've seen, who you think should win? Will win, excuse think, me. Oh, Will win. Will win. Always oh, start off with Will win. Yes, okay. Will win. It's for me. It's between Power of the Dog and Dune, and do they give it to Johnny Greenwood, Radiohead, um, or Hans Zimmer? And I think they're going to pick Hans Zimmer. Me too. So and Hans right. Zimmer has won before. It's not like it would be like a a career achievement award. You know, it wouldn't be like yeah. okay, he's been here doing it this long. We know he cares so much about Dune, and we know that he has a great collaboration with Denny Villeneuve. For this movie, he sets the tone so perfectly for it. I think uh, it's a banger of, of, a, of a score. It is so good. But we can't ignore what Johnny Greenwood did for The Power of the Dog. I low-key think that one should win. I, I low-key do. I I'm think not, Dune... Go ahead. I think Dune has a perfect score, but I do think uh, low-key Johnny... Like, not low-key. I do think Johnny Greenwood should win. Like, you, you could put that in. Should win. Johnny Greenwood. And I think his score, people forget, uh, people like, I don't know if you've seen Phantom Thread. He did the score for PTA in that. And he that was a phenomenal score too. Oscar nominated, didn't win that year. But I don't think he's going to win this year. It's still a little early for him. Hans Zimmer, send it for me. But I should think, win Johnny Greenwood. I think Johnny Greenwood is just the premier, one of the young premier composers right now. And his background is so fascinating. Because he doesn't have like this background in classical music like a Hans Zimmer does. Dude, he's a rock star. Like Johnny Greenwood, like like for Radiohead, for those who don't know, and from Radiohead, I should say, excuse me. And you talk about his collaborations with PTA, There Will Be Blood. I think uh, his time will come. There will be blood. Yeah, that, that's Johnny Greenwood. So yes. I think his time will come. And I really think the music did an excellent job adding to the performance of Benedict Cumberbatch in this movie as this intensely intimidating figure. I'm, it made me fear for Kirsten Dunst's health and life and whether she would make it to the end of that movie. And he did nothing to physically harm her, but it's the score that did it all. And it really did a great job setting the scene for this movie, this late 19th century Western, right? I think it was, it just matched up too well it went so well with Cumberbatch's performance and also this ending that is like, it's like right around the corner and you feel like it's going to end tragically just based on this score. Uh, the horror I really, element of this score was I'm going to go with the power of the dog also should win. I'm okay. Agree with you. We're, we're agreeing too much though. It's a thing. <laughs> All right. Let's go to directing. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. We got Ryusuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car. We got Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. We got Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. West Side Story, Steven Spielberg. Ricky Flex is anyone but Jane Campion winning this award this year. That would be, uh, you're correct. No one. No one is. It's going to be her. 
Okay. It's simple as that. She hasn't won it yet. She won't, she got nominated for the piano. First ever woman to be nominated twice for best director. Um, also 19 years apart or 20 math tough. Um, no, yeah. 19 years apart, something like that. Or third, uh, whatever. 90, 93, but um, yeah. And back-to-back years of uh, best woman dire- or best director uh, winning by women. So it's going to be an achievement year. This is hers. She's going to win. <laughs> she is going to win. Uh, I wasn't my favorite movie of the year. It's this seems like uh, this Hollywood and the Academy just loves Jane Campion. She's coming off that hiatus, right? Talked about the piano. Uh, you ever seen in the cut? No, but I heard it's very serious. And uh, was it Kirsten Dunst in that too? Or Mark Ruffalo. Oh, okay. I got it. Kirsten Dunst, I don't think is in the movie, but I haven't seen it, but I was going to watch it last night. I was going to ask for your recommendation first. Um, oh, three movie. Yeah. So it's, it's on Netflix right now. If you guys want to oh check God. out another Jane Campion movie. Guess, guess the uh, Rotten Tomatoes score on this. I bet, it's, I bet it's not very good. Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh, yeah. I uh, hate late. Yeah. Um, 34%. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. Point- that's her though right that's jane camp yes 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 5.3 on rotten tomatoes oh my god out of 10 that's abysmal average score you mean a 5.3 out of 10 imdb score oh jesus we do not good maybe i won't watch that then (laughs) that's young mark (laughs) ruffalo but yeah she gets this one's in the bag for her i don't really think we have to talk about this category too much other than if you think someone different should win uh ricky plex who do you think should win uh let's say if you don't think jane campion should denny bill um, that's what i wrote down too and I, i'm gonna really? i did, I did. We, are, wait but i thought wait are we doing should win based off of these nominations i'm not <laughs> denny okay, deserves just, justice all right then i'm gonna go someone different just so we're a little different here i'm gonna go steven spielberg like he made a perfect movie better by a lot, in my opinion. Like that's a movie that used to have the record for Oscar nominations and wins 11 out of 12 incredible feat, 1964. He made it better. How is that possible? Him and Kushner incredible Kushner is like, I know I just said drive my car should win, which it should, but close second is Kushner. Unbelievable writing for adapted screenplay, but directing all these musical performances mixed in with these these performances, uh, acting performances, and just the whole setting of the West Side here, it, it, I thought it was incredible. Steven Spielberg. So the only thing I would say to that is that that would be a great argument if this was for best adapted, like like him taking that movie and like that, like what was done, what people viewed as a perfect movie, a movie that nearly swept the Oscars and somehow improved upon it. So I think that would, act, it goes for both conversations, I guess. It definitely goes to both conversations. But I'll stick, I'm going to stick with the Dune. I'm just going to do it. Like, yeah. screw it. Justice for Denny V. Uh, <laughs> all right. But Steven Spielberg, really unbelievable. And he said he's never going to do another musical again. I, I'm excited to see. He's got, he's got I love fab- that. He's got the Fablemans coming out, like a autobiographical type of story with an electric cast. And uh, it's going to go into his family, his sisters, his father, it's a relationship to his parents. Uh, I think it's going to be completely fascinating. And, you know, it's going to be up for uh, whatever 
when award season comes around next year, we know we're going to be talking Fablemans, but uh, I, I can't wait to see like after the Fablemans, like he's going for musical autobiographical film. What's coming next? Like he, despite his age, he's remaining diverse with the movies he's directing and uh, shows why he's one of the goats, bro. Respect for the game. I love it. All right. Uh, actor in a leading role. Okay. Ricky Smith. I always called you Ricky Smith. <laughs> Ricky Smith. Uh, do you think Will Smith is a lock for best actor? Without a doubt. Should win. Or sorry, will win. He will win this award. It's overdue. He was great in King Richard. I do think uh, hmm, this, this is a heavy cast. Like Even like the snubs, the next five snubs could in a normal year be like the, the top five. It was a great year for actors in a leading role, but Will Smith will win this award and he's winning everything. Yeah, it's, it's his. Ricky. Oh my God. Are you serious? I'm after last year's best actor snafu. Oh my God. I am not convinced completely that Will Smith is winning this. What? So Screen Actors Guild gave to Will Smith, I assume. Yeah, everyone gave it to him. Producers. Everyone gave it to Will Smith. Chadwick Boseman last year, did he win every award ahead of time over Anthony Hopkins? Not SAG. Anthony or, Hopkins got it? No, the BAFTAs. Anthony Hopkins got it because it's British. I, I'm, I'm kind of ready to make a bold prediction here. I've seen this it, would be a take. You, I, oh. I've, seen, I've seen too many times where will smith has come up short and the oscars recently it's not it hasn't been as predictable as usual in certain categories they did chadwick boseman dirty last year will they do it back-to-back years benedict cumberbatch was unbelievable in the power of the dog and that is a contemporary type of performance although it takes place with a historical setting I would not be shocked if Cumberbatch wins the award in this circumstance. And I think I want to get a little different from your predictions. I'm going to go Cumberbatch will win for best actor. Benedict Cumberbatch. Thoughts, Ricky Flex? You're a madman. Like, you are a madman. If they don't give this to Will Smith, I actually think he would quit acting. I think he would give up. I on would, would he not? I don't Come think on, there's much steam to- with this movie. Power of the Dog is all the momentum, and then like who has seen King Richard since it came out? Who has that seen was it? a huge issue, and that just came back to HBO Max. Like it went away think, uh, a month after before Christmas, and it has been back till now. Like I definitely see an argument. It's just if they do Will Smith thirty again, I think he would quit after winning all these awards. I, I think he would quit. You know what? The funny thing, I, I won't, I, I'm going to say Cumberbatch should win too. I'm going to say will win and should win. Although there's an argument I, w- I would make that I think Cumberbatch will win and then Will Smith should win. Oh my God. <laughs> Imagine, like, that's kind of what I'm thinking right now. That's where my brain's going. I think it's just too late at night and I think my brain's just churning or it's actually dying at the same time. I can't tell what's happening. I think I'm short circuiting, but that would be wild. <laughs> Wild, wild, <laughs> wild. I'm starting to regret that I did that, but 
I did it. I honestly see that. Like, I don't think Power of the Dog spoiled it for the lead actress, right? Or no, we already did supporting actress. No, dude, Will think... Smith should, I think, I, no, cover, I, I said cover badge. No, I got to say Cumberbatch, I think, should. Like, that I don't would know. Be, Who do you think, think about, should win this, Ricky? Listen, right, win? listen, listen. It would be weird for the best picture of the year to not win any of the the acting or writing categories or cinematography or visuals. All, all the acting performances were nominated from this movie. Yes, but if none of them win as, and the adapted screenplay doesn't win like we predicted. Convince me. And the cinematography and visuals don't win like we predict Doom will win. And the only award that wins is Best Director and Best Picture? That's odd. It only win two Oscars. That's very odd, Doctor. So I see how you could say that if you are banking on Power of the Dog. So you're not crazy. But uh, who should win is Nicolas Cage and Pig. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll pick from the five here. Uh, I kind of want to see Cumberbatch too. But no, I'm going to go Will Smith. Will Smith was awesome. Like, I... I think I want to I say Will Smith should win, even though he's not going <laughs> to win. That would be diabolical. I don't think you can do that. If you haven't seen Pig, go watch Pig on Hulu. Amazing Nick Cage performance. Snubbed here. I'm going to go Will Smith should win, but I don't think, like, but he's not going to win. That's how I'm going to say. There we go. I do think he was unbelievable in this movie. I think he's very much deserving. I think Cumberbatch will be back there. But sometimes they don't do it that way. They don't do it just because you're a young actor, older actor. A lot of times they surprise the audiences. And just seeing what they did with Bozeman last year, it just shows me nothing's off the table. Like nothing is guaranteed as much as we want to think it is. Uh, with that being said, let's go on to lead actress, Ricky Flex. We're down to the last two categories. Uh, for lead actress, we got Jessica Chastain, Olivia Coleman, Penelope Cruz, Nicole Kidman, and Kristen Stewart. Ricky Flex, who do you think will win the Oscar for lead actress? This has been the most wide open race there's been here. It's like every, ripped open. Yeah, I, the only person that's been nominated for every single award show besides the Oscars is Lady Gaga, and the only the next closest I think is a tie between Nicole Kidman and Olivia Coleman. Um, Jessica Chastain has the momentum right now, winning the last two. She won at SAG and she won at the Producers uh, Awards. I don't think she's going to win. This award's been so volatile. I think it continues to get volatile. I think it's crazy. And it goes with someone that hasn't won it yet. And I think that's back to old reliable. Someone, that, someone that's won it before. Oh, man. That the Academy loves. And dare I say the next Meryl Streep or Frances McDormand, oh, Olivia man. Coleman. This movie is just getting forgotten here. And yes, it wasn't nominated for Best Picture. That's why Let's Get Crazy. This is the craziest award we have this year. It's going to get crazy for the winner, oh, Olivia man. Coleman. Oh man, uh, like, and it seems like this is a race that's going to be between Chastain and Stewart. But you're like, they're, they're, these, you're right. It is a little volatile. Back to overliable, Olivia Coleman. Uh, it'd be interesting to see the betting odds, right? When Oscar night comes, like, who are you going to drop a bet on? But I'm going to go. So, Olivia Coleman, first off, I mean, she's sublime. She's great in The Lost Daughter, absolutely fabulous. Uh, but I don't think she's going to win. She has won before, but if she does win, it's like Meryl Streep winning another Oscar, you know, has that's what I spot. think. Dude. It's, it's just like, we, cause I don't think this is a very strong pool to be honest. I don't think Nicole couldn't, should win. I'll tell you what, I think Kristen Stewart 
should win, but I think Jessica Chastain will win. I think Jessica Chastain, my argument for Jessica Chastain, multiple-time nominee, I thought she should have won for Zero Dark Thirty. Absolute phenomenal performance, like gripping performance from her. I got to be honest, I've never even seen the Eyes of Tammy Fact. I haven't seen it. You've seen it? Yes. Where where have you seen it? It's on HBO HBO Max. Max. I've not seen it. I'm just going based off these award shows. I'm I'm basing off what Jessica Chastain, she's very well-liked within the Hollywood community. Uh, I think this is going to be like, okay, we're running up these nominations. Here comes. And we got Kristen Stewart, a young actress. She's going to be back there. Some people didn't love her take on such a beloved figure. Uh, I thought she was actually fabulous. I'll get into why I think she should win. But I'm, I'm, I, Jessica Chastain undergoes that physical transformation. Uh, she has like the hot hand right now. Uh, we're talking about Troy Kotzer with the best supporting actor. I think that's what Jessica Chastain's got going on right now. But this is for someone who hasn't seen the eyes of Tammy Faye. I'm still saying Jessica Chastain will win the best actress from this year. If I was a coward, I would pick Jessica Chastain. Why? She seems <laughs> a coward. <laughs> You're calling me a coward? Yeah, we you haven't seen a, the movie. No, it's more. That's so wrong. A coward. This is like, <laughs> this is like you're betting on a, a team on a 17 game win streak, and you're afraid you're gonna jinx them. That's what it's more like. Uh, I'm like oh, I'm just, I, I'm, wow, what a spin zone by you. Yeah, it's like wow. <laughs> am I jinxing Jessica Chastain? Am I costing her an Oscar by picking yes. her for this? Yeah, predicting she's going to win but, because you haven't seen the movie. But I will say, Kristen Stewart. She just hasn't been consistently in the awards race here. We all thought ever since that first trailer dropped, we got those stills of her as Princess Diana. She was going to be there. But to be honest, that movie, sort of lame. Spencer, <laughs> sort of lame, boring. dude. It was so boring. I thought her performance, I thought it was emotionally charged, obviously. She's either throwing up or crying half the movie. I think that she, it gave us, a look inside of Princess Diana's life that we didn't see in the tabloids. We didn't see the golden daughter, right? This one person that we felt relatable to compared to all of our members of the royal family. I think that uh, she's going to be there for years to come, but I think people didn't respond as well to the Princess Diana character as she was hoping to. People didn't want to see her sad for over the course of three days. They wanted to see her out in the public, right? Interacting with the, with the crowd, the English citizens and her kids. But a lot of times they portrayed her as kind of this recluse with these mental issues who is harming herself. And it also takes a little bit of a um, independence, like in terms of the performance did Princess Diana actually act like that? And when you when you take those type of liberties with such beloved people, it could draw people away from the away from the role. So I think she uh, should win, won't win. I don't hate that take, um, but I don't love too, this pool. too 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 early for her to win for sure. I know you're saying should win. Uh, too early for her to win. She only got nominated for the, uh, not even for the Baptist. She got nominated for the SAG, and that's it. The only award show out of like how many like so many so definitely people don't love win. this dude people don't yeah. love this performance so for such a beloved figure I, but i will also say this i have not seen parallel mothers but i just because now you got my mind turning a little bit with jessica chastain hey after this the nominations got released and she got 
like it was she got nominated here and she got nominated in other award shows javier bardem and her come out and talk about like uh, hispanics not being penelope represented cruz, enough right yeah penelope cruz i would not be surprised like in this volatile year for lead actress if somehow she pulls out the w here i will be looking at the Ricky. gambling on sunday night Ricky. to see if i can put I, a little wager her it negative was the, the, negative 10 chance of to throw like Oscar. one unit on penelope cruz you would and she wins you don't have to bet the rest of the year like <laughs> She's not going to win this. No one has seen that like, movie, Ricky. You haven't no, seen that movie. No, but I, what I I'm trying to say, <laughs> but like the buzz around it, uh, sorry, the buzz around like after the nominations got released, like, oh, Penelope Cruz got nominated for Pella of Mothers. Javier Benham's talking about Spanish should get more uh, recognition at the Oscars. People, the Academy have seen this movie thinking, and they're thinking that once they're re-watching this movie over and over again before they put in their wins, would not be surprised if it won. Haven't seen it. And it has no buzz except that who should win here. Honestly, I don't like really know weak year. I wouldn't say Kristen Stewart because the movie's just too boring and it's her movie. It's really. so She's boring. in every scene. That's also so I why can't I think she say should she win. Should she win. carries it. It's on her back. She doesn't carry it to be a good movie. She carries it to be a same movie. <laughs> I think like, it's it's boring, but it's not because she's boring. I think yes, yes. It's the, the setting it. is so boring. The premise of it. I when you think of Princess Diana, I kept thinking this was going to be like when Rami Malek took on Freddie Mercury. It was just going to be an electric performance. Yes. But then yeah. I saw this. What I saw unfold on screen, I just was sad the entire time. And when I thought of Princess Diana reflecting on the past, obviously it was tragic how she passed away. But also to see like this mental anguish that she was going through. It was just uncomfortable to watch in so many scenes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I yeah. really think they no. took some liberties where it just I, was going to make people angry. Yeah. No, I saw like a week year. So we talked about those two. I didn't love that movie. Jessica Chastain was good. Not, not great. In my opinion, Olivia Coleman, I think Jesse Buckley, like that's the, like that was the intriguing attracting part of that movie. Olivia Coleman was obviously great, but kind of like also kind of boring <laughs> in her part. So my favorite for so who should win is Nicole Kidman, even though everyone seems to hate her interpretation of Lucille Ball. I did not grow up in that era. I don't care if what she was like. And re- really, I actually enjoyed uh, somewhat that role. And by default, I'm picking Nicole Kidman. Okay. This guy that looks awful. Terrible. This <laughs> yeah. I don't know why the best actors, when you look at like years past, there's so many like, wow, like no one cares about that movie. You know, it seems like they're always looking for these strong feminine roles, but they never are in significant movies where audiences actually care about them, which is weird. That's a good right? take. It's like a lot of these times people are winning Oscars for particular roles and they're movies that no one, like it's like Olivia Coleman in The Lost Daughter. No one's going to remember The Lost Daughter in five years, 10 years, 15 years. No one's going to yes. care about that movie. Who's going to rewatch that movie? But then you look at like, I mean, if I look at the males here, right? Tick, tick, boom, musical, Andrew Garfield, Lin-Manuel Miranda music, kind of rewatchable, Andrew Garfield, huge, obviously, former Spider-Man, that King Richard, Tennis Story, and the Williams Sisters, sports movie, people are going to return to it with Will Smith. Uh, uh, I don't know. Like, I just think that for some reason, the best lead actors for females aren't for movies that are widely seen or will be seen repeatedly in the future. It's just such a forgettable category at times. Um, mm. Okay, so yeah. to finalize here, Ricky Flex has should win. I mean, excuse me, will win. Olivia Coleman should win. Nicole Kidman, Doctor O has will win. Jessica Chastain should win. Kristen four, Stewart. Four different people. <laughs> no idea what's gonna happen there. 
We have no idea. Uh, lastly, last category as we wrap up the pod here, Ricky Flex, we got Best Picture. We got Belfast nominated. We got Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, and finally, West Side Story. Ricky Flex, the biggest category of the evening. Who do you think will win the Oscar for Best Picture and go down with Oscar glory? I think there's a clear top two and even like a third, but I think who's in fourth right now, another Avenue I could see winning this, not my pick of who will or should win, but I could see it happening is drive my car. And it's because of parasite, because in 2020 parasite won best original screenplay, won best original screenplay and then ended up winning best director. And so, and then best, best picture. Cleaned up, dude, it cleaned up. Yeah. If Drive My Car early on in the night wins Best Adapted, that is a path. Because they already gave you they gave you an indicator saying it's got nominated not just for international, not just for screenplay, but also picture. And they did that with an international feature film. So that there's a clear path to see that, that trajectory. That's a, a, a nice little wager to also place if you want for gambling odds there. But will, who will win? I think Belfast is in third. No momentum anymore. Gone. So there's Coda and Power of the Dog. I'm going to go Power of the Dog because it has 12 Oscar noms versus Coda's three. Troy Kotzer will win Best Supporting Actor. They could view that. The Academy could view that as that is the movie's win. Right? They could view that. Oh, all right. I got that. We're good. Let's give Jane Campion a best picture win here and let's do that. That's the thing. That's the way I think it's going to go. It's one at the director's guild, the BAFTAs, the golden globes and other critics shows. Coda's has momentum right now, but I don't think it's going to be enough to overcome that hurdle of this giant of power of the dog or mountain literal pun. I think power of the dog's going to win. I think the big thing you have to take into account here is what you said before. Coda is nominated for only three Oscars. It's got a lot of appeal right now. It's got the feel-good story that a lot of people like to see. Uh, you have Power of the Dog, kind of a movie people might shy away from at first, to take uh, a, a, a take on the American Western that is different from ones that uh, middle-aged men and women have come to know and love. So people might stray away from it at first, but that's the type of contemporary story I think that the Academy loves. Coda type of story the Academy loves as well. The, the way this momentum is brewing, the feel-good story has a little bit of Green Book vibes. It's a better movie than Green Book. I'm talking about Coda. But I'm saying it has that, okay, we are rooting for this movie to win at yes. the time. You know, like this is like, yes, we got, like you guys are going to do this. Parasite has something similar where it's like uh, you have, it feels like they have the, the support, the backing of the Hollywood community for the movie, especially Coda. It's such a good story if it wins because it doesn't have the recognizable names, doesn't have the big time director, doesn't have the big time uh, Hollywood star, right? Doesn't have the great, uh, the great supporting actor that has contended for Oscars previously, right? It has, it's the, the underdog that is Apple TV, right? Compared to the theatrical or, excuse me, the Netflix release. And Netflix has come so close to getting Oscars time and time again. So I think that 
This is Netflix's time. Power of the dog. It's them. Uh, although I don't think either movie, in my opinion, should win. Ricky Flex, who do you? Uh, I have licorice pizza. Should win. I don't know what you think about this. I, I enjoyed this movie uh, more so than Power of the Dog, and more so uh, than Coda. I think Coda is almost like too feel good. I don't know yes, what it is. It's, it's like it's too feel good. It, it, it's it like is. A, I don't know what it is. It's just it's like it's like the I'm ending, watching, especially like, like the I'm watching end. a Disney movie. You know, that's what I yes. that's the feeling I get with Coda. But I feel like the power of the dog takes itself too seriously. It's like too much of Oscar bait. Licorice Pizza. We didn't get much promotion from it. It just dropped. PTA. It's like, he didn't care if he got the Oscar or not. He's like, I'm just going to give you this idiosyncratic story. I'm going to give you uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's kid. All right. I'm going to give you a, a rock, female rock star, inexperienced actor. And I'm going to put together a banger that uh, is going to be completely rewatchable, even more so probably than some of his more recent films, looking at you, Phantom Thread. <laughs> but the soundtrack's so good. Bradley Cooper robbed of a nomination for this movie. I think that it's just a complete movie. You go through a roller coaster of emotions. Uh, the performances are unbelievable. I think it should win, even though Power of the Dog and Coda are getting all the love here. Sailors fighting in the dance hall. Oh, oh man. man, look at those. Caveman, I don't know. Go, <laughs> go. It's the freakiest show. Okay. <laughs> it's like let me roll fresh it. pizza. Ooh. Um, no, you you summed it up perfectly. I think the only thing I would add is that Alana Hine, we just talked about lead actress, she should have been nominated here for in my opinion. I thought she was um, I do think she was better than the, the five uh um, she should have been nominated looking at so, that pool. Are you kidding just, me? So it's just like, what are we doing? Like, Ugh. it's just classic Oscars disrespecting our boy PTA. I'm nervous. He's not even going to win one for this unbelievable movie that is his passion project to San Fernando Valley. It's sad. And Bradley Cooper, you mentioned. But yeah, I, I don't want to repeat everything you said. Just this is the best movie of the year, yeah. in my opinion. Best movie of 2021. Cinematography on fire in this movie. The, the, even the smaller, like not just Bradley Cooper, but Sean Penn, like k- killed it. Like everyone killed this movie. The uh-huh. Heim family. We, man, I just PTA. I don't. I, I'm so interested what he's gonna do. I'm after so this. like thinking about the Academy. They want to like intrigue younger audiences. They want to get a bigger crowd. Them not nominating Alana Heim was such a mistake. When you look at this yes. crew that they nominated, such a mistake. You could have had a lead in a PTA movie. Okay. It wasn't Cooper Hoffman's movie. It was Alana Heim. That was the true lead in this movie. Right. And you are robbing this rock star, this chance to have a rock star that the kids actually relate to on the stage. And instead you just go with the prototypical names with Chastain, Coleman. In um, bad movies. Kidman, kind of. It's just movies, and like people are gonna remember Licorice Pizza because it's a Paul Thomas Anderson movie, you know. And it's a good movie, unlike yeah. the ones that for lead actress, they're all mediocre. Literally, all of them, being the Ricardos, The Lost Daughter, Parallel Mothers. So I've heard, I haven't seen it, so I can't confirm. Eyes of Tammy Faye, Spencer, 
all mediocre. None of those are great. Licorice Pizza is great. And yeah. you, Academy, messed up big time. And I think they know it now. I they definitely know it. And they can't go back on it. The thing about Licorice Pizza, I think, as I said before, Paul Thomas Anderson didn't care as much if this movie was going to win an Oscar or not. He made it for himself, it appears. And like, didn't have this huge promotion going in. It really only got promoted after it got into theaters. It's not like there was this huge buildup. The trailer came, and then a month later, it was in theaters. And not, and a lot of times, it was like circulating in smaller theaters. Almost had gaining that awards buzz. Like this is a very exclusive movie, and that's going to be awesome. But it seems like people just they knew something was coming, but they weren't sure what. And the fact that it had that mystery, and still kind of does have that mystery. I, I just don't think it's going to – it just doesn't have the legs to compete with Power of the Dog, which has been competing since, like, early December and late November. And then Coda, who is just flying down the mountain right now for best picture. So we both say Power of the Dog will win, but we also say Licorice Pizza should win. All right, any final comments here, Ricky Flex, before we wrap up our preview of the 94th Oscars? Yeah, I think Campion comments about uh... – the Williams sisters here doesn't do her in the end. She gets the best director, best picture wins, similar to last year, Chloe Zhao, Nomadland, big for women in Hollywood, uh, very big. And end of the day, Oscars are going to be the Oscars, in my opinion. And um, like, that's what just what it is. But I think over time, just through these nominations, it is getting better. So I think that's a positive to go through with this. And again, the Oscars isn't the greatest show but it is awesome to watch these storylines play out. I love it. I know you love it. We'll be on tap here. And the gambling, I can't wait to see these odds later in the week. Like last year we did a show on it, potential future show before the Oscars drop to help you with your gambling if you want to get in on it. It's very fun to watch if you're gambling. I recommend it. Oscars, 94th annual. You said it, Ricky Flex, and that's going to do it for our 82nd episode of the Drive-In Podcast. Make sure wherever you are listening right now, smash that subscribe button or follow button, okay? We're coming out with episodes every Tuesday. Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube. We're putting out multiple segments every single week. Make sure that you are following us on Instagram, uh, Twitter, TikTok, at the Drive-In Pod, okay? Uh, Once again, firing up clips, okay? Previewing next podcast and also firing up some funny content for y'all and uh, keeping you up with all movie news that's happening in the industry. So make sure, check us out. Also, follow the blog, Weekly Streaming Recs. They're back. Sunday Night Streaming Recs happening every single, dropping every single Sunday afternoon. So you don't have to toggle through all these many different streaming services. I'll just tell you what to watch and you're going to do it. All right? That's going to do it for episode 82 of The Drive-In. Until next time, we will be.